you're shaking and disturbed, everybody. Yes, yes, yes. Full-blown Sunday episode. So excited. It's been so long. What are we, boxing now? We're a little boxing, yeah, Welter if you don't weight. mind. Uh, that's a good intro to you. This is John Thrasher. I'm Darren Carp doing Oh, we hi. We don't even know if you can see us on video <laughs> if you're a sussy radish on our that's Patreon. That's right. But welcome to Shaken and Disturbed. So much true crime television right now, which we sort of touched on a little bit in last week's NMR, which was for public feed. So go down and listen to it right now. Yeah. Um. Well, after this, of course. But yeah. uh, so excited for this because I feel like it's been a month in the making. I know it has um, been. First off, before we even get to the case, I just want to say, John, thank you for always letting me promote my game show. I'm f- it's finally here, doing the game show with our good friend Darren Goldberg, January 18th in West Hollywood. If you are a local, hey, if you're not a local, uh, come Fly on out. by. It's going to be yeah. pretty great. Tickets are actually selling. We're almost sold out, which is really exciting. So wow. come have some cocktails and some fun and win some cash. It's on a uh, link in our, our show notes. It's on January 18th at 8 p.m. I will not, unfortunately, be able to make it, but I'm actually more um, offended that I wasn't asked to be, like, the Vanna White of this situation. Like, what is going on here, Darren? That's not true. You're lying. I asked you to be the burlesque performer. You said no. Oh, okay. I, I must have missed that text message. Yeah, I think, you mi- I think you missed that <laughs> voice note. Um, yeah, the voice note. We do send a I, lot of voice notes, which I like. Well, sometimes it's just like, I hate a voicemail, but sometimes a voice note is appropriate. <laughs> sometimes my friends leave like seven and a half minutes voice notes. Voice that's notes? Too long. No, yeah. that's way too long. I used to do that with a friend, but it just was like, I feel like I'm bothering people. You know what I mean? By the way, so it's 2024. It's a brand new year. So many of us are trying to live better, sleep better, handle our anxiety better, maybe even be more creative. I know that's definitely something I want to do for 2024. Well, I have to tell you that, you know, those microdose gummies, which we've talked a lot about on the show, really do help. Darren, I know you love your microdose gummies and how they've helped you. I got microdose gummies for some friends for Christmas recently. I am telling you, they are thanking me all the time. Every time I talk to one of my friends about these gummies, um, and frankly, just THC, because he's into that type of stuff, he thanks me so much for introducing him to these. They he they really helped him with his anxiety. And more recently, it's actually also helped him with, him with his sleep, which I maybe need to be looking into because I have seasonal affect disorder. And so does he, frankly. So we're always trying to figure out a way to combat against, you know, these gray, cold winters that we deal with every season up here in the Northeast. But anyway, microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And we want you guys listening to have an amazing year and live your best life as well. Get 30% off of your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com promo code SHAKEN. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com promo code SHAKEN for 30% off and free shipping. microdose.com promo code SHAKEN. And by the way, we will also include a link to this and all the information you need in our show notes. Well, let's get right into this week's episode. Um, yes, so Love Has One. I yeah. had originally heard about it just by perusing Max about a month ago, before yeah. the holidays. Yeah, it was before um, the holidays. Because I had watched it before I even went home and knew it was a three-part episode on Max. And I was particularly interested, and in, I think I touched on this before, anytime it's a cult, I'll usually watch it. But usually, if it's a female cult leader, I'm like, 
more intrigued because yeah. male cult leaders are just like having sex with the 13 year olds. And you're just like, all right, same old, same old, you know, but yeah. women tend to not do that. So I was particularly interested in how this cult was going to kind of arise. Yeah. And you know, I know at oxygen, I was working on a show. I forget what it's called now, something about a cult. And we were doing some recaps and did some episodes with martinis and murder, which, um, you know, by the way, was recently mentioned in Gypsy Rose's book. So shout out to Gypsy for that, yep. uh, which we talked about on NMR. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, cults are so weird. And we'll talk about it because a lot of, I don't know about you, Darren, you know, did you think that this cult was inherently different from other cults that you've maybe read about or learned about or even talked about here on the show? I guess, no, I do think there's so many similarities in a lot of cults, you know, certainly you need to have kind of a very um, vulnerable population in order to grow it, right? You can't just have one person be in the cult. You obviously have to be enthusiastic, charismatic, somehow to grow your uh, belief system or whatever business really. Cause it kind of is, it, it is just, a business. yeah, we're going to definitely um, get into that. We're, we're going to do that. And so Amy Calhoun, uh, Calhoun, Amy Carlson, <laughs> um, I was just doing something for a Calhoun. Film. Oh, okay. I was like, where's that go? Amy Carlson, um, who is the subject matter of love has one, you know, young, uh, impressionable, you know, I think she obviously, went through a lot of abuse. And so when you're kind of watching the series, I think it had the checkpoints of a, of a making of a cult, very vulnerable, uh, population, um, very, just kind of amenable, very Mm -hmm. lost needs kind of a direction and also abuse with Amy. Amy had been abused, had gone through abuse, a lot of neglect and abandonment, and also a little bit of a thin line of kind of consensual crime which is tough for me. Uh, I think we're going to get more into like the philosophy, the philosophy of all of that, but kind of like, I did she kill herself? Like, was she murdered? You know, like how much of this is just mental illness, believing that you're doing something good. So uh, that seemed typical to me. What about you? Yeah. I mean, um, yes. in all the ways that you mentioned, um, the one thing that didn't, at least from this documentary, I don't know if it's true because remember, just because you watch a documentary doesn't mean you know every detail and every fact of no. any case. Because that's coming through their own lens as well. Yes, exactly. You know? Um, you know, there was obviously some abuse within the cult, within Love Has Won, whatever. But there wasn't, like, very clear abuse, I guess you could say. There wasn't, you know, again, from what I'm seeing from the from from the documentary didn't seem like there was like systemic abuse happening over and over and over again. Everyone seemed to be there completely by their own accord, which of course calls are, but like also happy to be there and can go at any time. Technically, you know what I mean? Well, that's, you know, this was sort of in that vein, this is what I had a problem with, with the Nexium stuff because. Yeah. No one seemed to really be forced against their will. I'm not saying they didn't do things that they probably didn't want to do or wouldn't have done under normal circumstances. Yes, exactly. But I feel like anyone could have left at any given time. So, like, what is the layer of abuse of, like, psychological, like, manipulation? And also with that, I'm not sure Amy knew that she was psychologically manipulating anybody because she also was, you know. Yeah. I think anytime you believe that you are a God in some sort of respect, which she did. Yeah. 
I definitely think mental illness is playing something in there. For you know, sure. Oh, a hundred percent. Some type of extreme narcissism or something. This is yeah. obviously a response to trauma to try and protect yourself, which 100%. we find out in the third episode she did. But, um, you know, the, uh, just to give like a general summary, cause we're not going to go, th- I don't really want to go through every single beat of the show. Cause it, it doesn't really make much sense to kind of do that. I just want to talk about like the larger aspects yeah. of this. Um, but it's one of those things. It's like every time I start watching a cult doc, the same thing, same thought process happens in the th- first episode. You're kind of like, seems nice. Like it seems <laughs> dirty and it seems yeah. un- not clean. They're not showering probably every day. They're doing yeah. a fuck ton of drugs, yeah. you know, but they all seem to be kind of loving and happy and, you know, wee wee wah wah kind of thing that you're kind of like, all right, this doesn't seem harmful. This seems maybe a waste of time, but yeah, at best, you know, it doesn't seem harmful. And then by the second episode, you're like, oh, oh God, yes, <laughs> I know. And that was the I will say too, this documentary is so well done. I'm going to get into some of the things that I thought they it's did an well. amazing job with. Yeah. Before we, so we won't go beat by beat, but let's talk about the major the major points of discussion. So. Yeah. The question for you, and I think for me, that I found interesting was I knew nothing about this coming into the documentary. Other than what you had told me on the show, I didn't know anything about it, which wasn't much. Did you know anything? No. You know, I saw this as like a banner <laughs> on, and again, the only thing that I really uh, was, a, you know, like that caught me was it being a female cult, cult leader. That was kind of it. Right. I had no idea what kind of, I knew it was going to be kind of hippie, but yeah. I really didn't know what to expect. Yeah. I did tell you though, that it was hard to eat my dinner. You did uh, say that. that third episode. Which yeah. I we'll think get to I was that. Right about. You were totally right. I know I, we should post, <laughs> I'm going to post the screenshot of our interaction. If that's okay with you. Um, about that episode. Cause I think people would find it kind of interesting. Cause I'm like, Oh boy. Oh God. Um, yeah, but, but to, back to your point about yeah. it, done, it being done well, they kind of get you in the beginning and you know, you, yes. you wrote down this note about the opening yeah. sequence where it's like, okay, police are being called. Something's going on. What's happening. You're looking around. You don't really sure what you see. It's like sleeping bag with Christmas lights on the yeah. bed and then boom, it's just like, a, a mummy. A I mean, a, a, a blue, gray, withered mummy. Dead, but dead yeah. face. I mean, that's the thing. Like, you just explained it so well because I had the same reaction. You're watching this opening sequence. It's the first thing that you, in the documentary, spoiler alert, by the way. But, you know, we did tell you guys to go watch it. But, um, but that's yeah. not even the most crazy thing. Like, that's the thing. They should have started with that because, like, that's half of the crazy shit that they did with yeah. that. You know what I mean? At first you're just like, that's a dead body. And then you're like, oh wait, that's a dead body. It's a dead body. And it's like police body cam footage of them like right. going through the house. So you don't know what you're about to see. There's this room full of knickknacks and shriny shrine type of stuff and lights. And like Darren was just saying, and then I didn't even know what I was looking at for a second until the music kind of cues you. That's like, oh my God, you're looking at a dead body. And I was like, I don't like that. I will say, and I talked to a couple friends that had watched this. I, of all the true crime stuff we've talked about that I've seen, you know, and frankly, it hasn't been that gory to be completely honest. In my work as a TV producer, I haven't seen a lot of those crime scene photos because by the time I look at stuff, it's blurred out. You know what I mean? So, right. So for me, it was super fascinating that I guess HBO or Max or whatever went with the dead body face right at the top of the show, not blurred out. 
it really is interesting because now that you say that and we're talking about it and just holding on this beat for a second. Yeah, yeah. In a weird way, I felt like the whole doc, I was waiting to see that again. Yeah, like, me I was too. Like, I, need, I was like, I need to really process what I'm yes. seeing here. Like, as much as I don't want to see, it's like, well, when is that going to come back? And it never really did. Yeah, no. Well, the very end, though. The very the end. The very but end. That was... But no, yeah, it didn't like, come back though. The rest of the episode, it the never series. came back in terms of that shot because she. Had oh yeah, that shot curated right. so yeah. much. Like that shot had never come back, and I was like, I want to pause on this to just be like, take it all in, and it's a very macabre feeling. It is, and can I add one more thing to that as well, and then yes. we can definitely keep going. Is I think one of the most weird, freaky feelings I got by the end of this series, despite everything that happens, and we'll get through some of it here in a second was that her state, knowing what she went through, how she passed away, everything, again, we're going to get to the colloidal silver of it all in a second, but yes. knowing that that's what her body looks like and how it's so similar to, like, literal Egyptian mummies that you see in history books and, like, all the other kind of religious type of mummified remains that look almost identical to that really kind of freaked me out. Well, let me tell you that colloidal silver, because Nadine told me this, is something that you can buy yeah. online. You know, you're supposed to take like a droplet of it or something. I mean, I'm, I've never taken it, but, the, you know, Nadine yeah. and I watched this together and she's like, it, that is like a vitamin supplement. Like it's in that, in that aisle, but you're only supposed to take like a dropper of it, not, not dr- whole, not, not, not gallons of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, so yeah, that was very shocking. Um, the opening sequence, let's just quickly go through a couple of things that the first episode and even the second episode, I think got into, you know, we hear a little bit in the very beginning, the cast of characters of people that participated in this documentary and how they were recruited. And, I, that you know, was the best part, by the way. Totally. Getting insiders and exciters, and it was yes, that was good. Yeah, they did, really did their the documentary really did the due diligence, and like Darren kind of touched on very the very beginning of this episode, it became very clear to me more so than maybe even any other documentary that I've seen in terms of cults, which I haven't seen that many of them. So you know, take that for what it's worth. But it's so clear that everyone has intense trauma that is specifically connected to their family. It's a it's the abandonment thing, Darren. You nailed it right there with that at I the mean, top. I mean, family or guardian or any sort of adult figure, I mean, not to jump to something else, but just to reference Natalia Grace, obviously that was not biological yeah. parents. You know, that was orphanages and whatever mm-hmm. and being tossed around and a whole other type of stuff. But it is kind of amazing how much of this is really just childhood trauma? Like a hundred percent. It is kind of incredible. And the abandonment thing is like so very clear. I'm going to get to, yes. I have some notes on my, that I want to mention in a second about that. And specifically it was so fascinating that almost every single person you could tell found purpose in, which is in why this it, cult. It's just why it, was like a normal cult to me, you know, yeah, like you need yeah, people totally. like that to kind of buy in these wayward kind of souls who will kind of believe anything. I mean, and that's yeah. what's sad too, you yeah. know, like there's nothing in there to be like, this doesn't sound right. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's like this innocence, but also a little bit of like, 
responsibility that they should be having that they just don't have. They don't have in their lives without it. Exactly. And like, you know, listen, we don't need to get into a very intense philosophical debate about religion. This isn't the show for that. But I will say, you know, it led to discussions with my friends, and I saved it with you, of course, for the show, about what is the line between religion as we know it of any type organized religion of any type not i'm not narrowing it down to one or the other which but although i'm sure you could probably make com- comparisons about that that type of thing what is the difference between religions and cults i mean they literally are following the same types of rules here well i john stewart or someone someone's going to correct me that someone said the difference between religions and cults is that the cult leaders are alive and the religious leaders are dead and that's hard not to, that far hard off. Hard to argue. Hard to argue. That's that's you know that's not yeah. that far off. So yeah. I I don't I I think both require the same thing, which is their constituency to have faith that what they're saying is correct. Because obviously, there's not like yeah. any real world evidence for that stuff. Yeah, you have totally. to have you know that's why the word faith kind of came in. Yeah. Um. But uh, I think that's what makes it really hard because I I think I don't think there is that big of a difference from being who we are to being who they are. I know it really. That's my I, point. I, mean, I just kept thinking that I'm like I kept trying to filter everything through. Does the, what is crazy about this or why is this in the documentary? And I kept coming back to like. It sounds crazy because they're just doing this on a on their own accord with a group of people with a human walking around to your point to your quote you just made. But yeah, I'm not seeing a lot of differences. And that connects. Oh, go ahead. Did you have something else? No, no. I I oh. I, I wanted you to connect it, but I I, I was going to get to like that's what's so hard too is like and I and I don't want to keep jumping around because we have to get to it, but like these people are like I'm going to say knowingly watch a person deteriorate in front of their eyes and essentially be poisoned. But them just being like, oh, well, she's using up her energy because the galactics need her to use her energy. You know, it's like the galactics. You are not capable of any sort of like reality (laughs) thinking right now. That's the biggest. Yeah, that's true. You know, and like I I feel bad for you. I just feel bad. Like what you're saying is objectively nuts yeah you know like yeah from a psychological like testing standpoint yes it is it is uh a mental illness i i'd say well at least you know something here it's funny because last night i was watching seinfeld with my friend who had never seen it i'm showing him one of my favorite episodes and jerry's trying to pass this lie detector test so he goes to george costanza to be like you know you're the best like how do i teach it and george is like it's like teaching Pavarotti how to sing. Like you know, someone asking Pavarotti how to sit, like me sing like you. And he's like, it can't be done. And then Jerry's about to leave. He's like, George, like, remember, it's not a lie if you believe it. And like, <laughs> that's true, right? That's I a mean, famous George line, yeah. But yeah, a famous George line. But even look at anything going on today. I mean, no, I it's not true. To even whip yeah. it out. But by <clears throat> politics, you see this really cl- clearly. It doesn't really have to have any evidence really based on anything. You just have to really believe that it's true for yeah. you to kind of yeah. go for that. And I go think that's it. what these. Oh yeah. A thousand yeah. percent. A <laughs> thousand percent. Clearly that's what, what this was. Now, speaking yes. of the galactics, uh, for those who didn't watch the show, who may be following along kind of blindly here, the galactics are this uh, 
telep- telepathic group of people Although who are mainly dead. Presence, yeah. dead, dead people. Who are guiding. Yeah, they're like ghosts, but I think that they have a higher power. They're like yes. closer to God, I think. They're kind of these spirits that's, that God speaks through to tell them what to do. What to do. Those people, by the way, are some led- are some are some are alive, including Donald Trump. This is I'm just reporting from the, from the documentary. Yeah. Um, there were several other celebrities and well-known figures in history, but the one that leads the most and leads Amy, the cult leader, the most is Robin Williams. Right. Now, I just was so fucking annoyed by this because Robin <laughs> Williams is such a treasure. You know, he left he left this earth unfortunately in a very tragic way. And to tarnish his name and his reputation with a show uh, with a documentary like this was really annoying to me. Um, I want to give everybody, you know, I, listen. No, it, I'm not saying I'm not saying any spirituality uh, is right or wrong. Uh, this is clearly a the, mess. It took me out of the doc though, because I was took almost me was out like, of it. Yeah. I literally was like, "Are they joking?" Like I said yeah. that out loud, and like obviously you have to suspend belief at what people <laughs> usually think in cults. Like, right? Well, of course I'm yeah, going to marry right. him. I'm 13 and he's 58 and he's a god, so of course. So obviously, like, yeah. so obviously this is what I meant to do. But like yeah. when they were like, "Yeah," and Robin Williams, and I think like Charlize Theron was one of them. Like Michael Jordan, Prince, David Bowie. It was like. What? <laughs> and and by the way, the way that they tell you this in the documentary is they have a literal like you know in fifth grade when you would cut out people's faces from magazines and <laughs> and like mod podge them onto a piece of paper like to make collage. it a collage. Yeah. <laughs> That's how that was like their shrine board to these galactics. And they reference Robin Williams over and over again. Now one of these people in the call, I don't want to laugh because that's a belief. Like I don't want to laugh. It's just. So I know we're telling the line out here. of this fucking yeah it's like so out of this realm that you're just like I can't believe there's people who believe this and one of the followers that was following Amy I'm calling her Amy I you know I know she's mother god that's what she calls herself to me she's Amy. Amy yeah and you know this person is taking notes about all of the things that Amy would say all day long and da 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 and one of them was like Robin said to um Make sure she takes her medicine. Robin said to make sure, you know, she showers today. And it's like, it was just aggravating me because I'm like, leave Robin Williams the fuck up. Let the man well, rest just, in actual peace, please. I mean, there's that and there's just like so much therapy. I'm like, oh my God, these people are so detached. They can't even oh, I know. just say I know. to themselves, this person should shower today. They need to like yeah. create another alternate reality in order to, for that to be true because they don't want to have any power over themselves it's 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 wild it's very odd can we go to basically where she starts to have a downfall which is essentially yeah this guy that she meets of which she meets several there are you yeah. know they they discuss amy in a relationship with a much older guy when yeah. she's like in her 20s i think and i want to say he's probably in his like 60s he looks to be in his 60s yeah it's hard to say. Let me just tell you when you're watching this, because Amy, who I think is actually gorgeous, uh, is only 45 when she passes away, which is super young. But throughout the throughout the doc, it's like she looks young and then all of a sudden she looks ancient. I know it's true. She really like hits a wall when it comes to this stuff. Um, well, yeah, because she's like poisoning herself. So there might have been trauma there with that first relationship. She escapes her home life. Yeah. But they do talk about this guy that essentially is the main husband father creation this guy jason uh yeah. what a winner 
Yeah, and you know, he's clear right. And we see him on a with a um ankle monitor on, so he's on house, some sort of house arrest. By the way, they never really resolved that. They never said why he was on house arrest, which I thought was so weird. I kept waiting for that at the maybe end of the day. Uh, yeah, maybe they couldn't. I don't know. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Maybe it's an active situation. I don't know. But this guy, you know, he's on meth and he, you know, she leaves him and she says, if you're truly meant to be, you'll come back to us. And then he I does. Mean, all of these people, they, ne- they there's like mentions of it, but the entire time yeah. these people are. Oh, yeah, they're on hallucinating and drugs, right? I mean, the entire time. Like, I don't think there's ever really a day that goes by that these people aren't tripping out on something. Yeah. And this guy, Jason, is, um, you know, her main caretaker, essentially. He's calling all the shots as it pertains to her and everybody else is meant to fall in line. So he comes along and they really start to, I think, make start making money, not necessarily because of him, but... Essentially, they're doing these live streams, these last, you know, by the way, this is a very relevant case. This was only 2017 and beyond. They still have a YouTube channel. Yeah, YouTube channel, I think, is still up. So they're doing these live streams. They're asking for money. People are sending them the money. I will say at this point is when I was like, I got a little bit worried. And tell me what you thought about this, where I was like, this is a documentary about things that happen. This is what a documentary does. But it also made me worried that we're... Is this documentary giving people a a place to go and then check out and then also become a part of this cult, and b giving them the idea that they could make money by you know being a cult leader? Because let's face it, they were they had several hundred half a million dollars essentially sitting in a bank account. You know who, who would want to walk away from that if you don't have anything else going for you? I mean, isn't that's sort of the point. I mean, I feel like cult yeah. leaders are in it either to make money or probably have sex with girls. I mean, and I, I there's think always something like that. Yeah. Right. Under control and manipulation. I mean, I think, uh, uh, what's his name? Keith, um, from Nixium. Keith. Um, oh yeah. I, I can't remember his last name. Can you look it up? Well, I'm yeah. Saying yeah. This. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Keith Raniere. Got it. Keith okay. Raniere. There you go. Um, sorry. I just like, I wanted to get his name right. Like yeah. he created, it's like Scientology. It's like, they could, yeah, like, right. you got to buy these volumes. And well, then you got to do this. And it's like, well, we're going to hawk our colloidal silver. Cause we need money to like feed ourselves as opposed to like, just like actually getting jobs. I think that's sort of the point. Yeah. I mean, I think in general, and I'm, you know, biased, I think in general, like religious things like that are a business first and foremost. Yeah. They got to yeah. make money. Well, and there's people that like, you know, they were clearly finding out that were listening to what they had to say. And then it, there's this whole thing of like, you know, when does it go from I have my own thoughts and feelings and here, here are a couple of them and I'm just simply a person that is doing my own like hippy dippy thing to a full blown business where you do daily live streams where you take every thought you had and you start to probably come up with other thoughts and maybe you don't even believe some of these thoughts by the I end mean, this of is how, like QAnon fucking starts, you know what I right, mean? It's that's one little too. thing. And then it's just like, yeah. And you know, it's just, yeah. So anyway, I just thought the whole live stream part of that was extremely bizarre. Well, they um, still have the live stream. I mean, that's yeah, what they're so, still doing. That's yeah. what's so like aggravating. And all of this is like someone died. And instead of like, they, you know, they view this, this whole thing is like, they view it as a good thing. And we're going to get into Amy's deterioration right now. Yeah. They view it as a good thing. They willingly, maybe willingly, not knowingly, took part in her detriment and deterioration. Yeah. Realize that they're making money, continue it, 
I, I think these people are so devoid of any of like being able to like really handle reality that as long as they're making money, that's what I mean. Keep yeah. their lifestyle. Like why question it? If they're being fed and they're alive and frankly, they're able to probably get the highs that they were getting. Yeah. Then they're, what else is there to do? So at this point, you know, by the, by about mid of the mid second episode, maybe the end of the second episode into the third, Amy really starts to deteriorate, deteriorate. Like Darren was saying, she kind of goes from young and, you know, just kind of doing drugs to, she really looks like she hits a wall She's and drinking like, a lot, by the way, she, too. She, yeah, she, she's not. So she's like, it looks kind of like she's raising up, like she's so dehydrated. Her whole body yes. is so desperate for any type of. Yeah, nutrient that's a good point. Because all she's drinking is like colloidal silver and alcohol. Yeah, and clearly she has a and drugs. And I, I can't even imagine that like feeling good. Like I, I, like I truly, I can't even imagine that. Well, it's, remember, sorry to interrupt you, but remember no. the whole point was like she didn't even care that she wasn't feeling good. Because she was ascending. This was the next step in this journey of passing away and becoming this religious figure. And I will say the part that really broke my heart was there was apparently a little bit of a moment really towards the end there where she was like, should I go to the hospital? And everyone's like, no, you said never that you never go to the hospital. And they are so calling her sister. Like, I feel like she had some moment of clarity being like, totally. Hey, we all took this a little too far, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, she says that or something, right? She's like, was this all like, you know, meant not meant to be? And, you know. Yeah, I think so. And what's also an annoying is I'm blanking on the two girls' names, but like, you know, they were like, colloidal yeah. silver doesn't make you turn blue, you know, that, so many things. Like, it doesn't make you do that. And then the very literally, next literally, like, they're, like the very next thing is like, she's bluer and silver she's like silver it was shocking like i was like you know in the very beginning you kind of see yeah okay yeah there is a little like blue hue to her skin and you see it progress worse and worse throughout the episode and i'm like wow that's not even that mummy face that you saw isn't even just from being dead she was just blue that's kind of scary to think about and all of this is going on and they're like nomadic they need to leave yeah. wherever they are all the time they never settle Right. They have to constantly move around, which is got to be wild for someone who can barely pick herself up off the ground. Yeah. And by the way, the Galactics are telling them to do, to do this with her. So it's not just like they want, they want to move around. It's the Galactics telling them where to go. Um, right. And no one ever questions why, for what purpose. That's, yeah. They're just like, yep, that makes yeah. sense. We're going to go do it. And I think this is ultimately where the bad t- deterioration goes. Amy does eventually officially ascend and pass away. And what do they do with the body, John? They, well, before we get to that really quickly, the, 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 the way that they were talking about her ascension, they would get on these live streams and they'd be like, well, today's the day mom is ascending. Ascending, I know. I know. And they were so stoked. They're so stoked that she ascended. It was such in their lives. Such unbelievable delusion. It was like really, it was really shocking. So yes, she dies in the hotel room. And instead of, of course, calling the authorities to replace her bot, take her body to the family, which of course they never would want her to do. No, of course not. um, Well, the Galactics wouldn't. That's true. That's right. Oh, that was the other thing. They, they, they took her body first out to a camp in Oregon and expected, are you ready for this, that the Galactics were going to pick her up in their UFO spaceship. 
Now, let I know, me say I this. Love that, I love what it didn't happen. And they were just like, well, okay. Well, okay. <laughs> and, and by the way, they think that the spaceships are clouds, babe. Like, what yeah. are you talking about? I will say this about the spaceships thing. You know, yeah, a couple were, years they ago. Were, they were looking at the clouds and they're just like, oh, my God, look at the beautiful galactics. I'm like, they're like, they're here. <laughs> they're here to take mom. And I'm like, that's a serious cloud, babe. Like, no, that's a storm coming in. Um, No, but I was like, you know, I will say this. A couple years ago, even just a couple years ago, I would say, yeah, spaceships, they don't exist. But I think they might. Now, are they the same spaceships that are coming to get mom? No. But They're only the spaceships that can be photographed in grainy photography, even though we have 8K, <laughs> right. the yeah, only right. ones show up in grainy photography. That's, that's it. right. That's right. That's so yes. anyway, uh, spoiler alert, the spaceships did not come and take mom up into the sky, which they literally alert, believed that was going to happen. They were just clouds. And also, spoiler <laughs> alert, there was weather. Yes. And so Jason, in the middle of the night with one other guy, doesn't tell anybody else what he's going to do. And he takes her body back to Colorado, which, of course, moving a dead body across state lines, huge felony, huge, horrible thing. Like, you don't do that. But I love that that didn't even, like, occur to them at all. Like, again, no. there's it's just this, like, deep, insecure narcissism where all they can think about is just their plan. I mean, this is always what we talk about, I feel like, on Shaken and Disturber, just yeah. like, Oh yeah, we need money, so I guess we'll just kill we'll our do this. wife yeah. for insurance money. You're like, well, how do you get there? It's complete. Why is that the first step? It's it's complete incivility. They don't care about society around them. They don't care about a law. They don't care about what it takes to sort of exist in a in a free society like this. All they all they care about is their money and part of the and their highs and everything else. And part of that system is making sure that she's taken care of in a certain way that will continue to make this cult or religion, whatever they describe it as sustainable. You know what I mean? So they bring her back. Obviously we, we see what happens in the episode, which is the guy that was running their money back in Colorado while they were in Hawaii and Oregon and everything uh, saw the body brings them into his house where he was running money, which he didn't participate in this documentary, so but we have to sus- be careful because he yes, didn't. But he was get... sus of us. Yeah, he was sus. Very sus. I think that's fair to say. Very sus. But uh, drained all the bank accounts once he found out that she had passed away and turned them in. And that's pretty much that's pretty much you can it. Tell he's a good guy because he drained the bank accounts. You think so, or are you being sarcastic? I can't being tell. Sarcastic. Okay, I was like, what do you mean by that? But yeah, I mean, I, I mean. You know, it's one thing to be like, hey, this is going on. It's another thing to drain the bank accounts and then do it. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that that yeah. you're not necessarily doing it out of because you're a good You're person, a good person that you really want to make sure and people again, get their money back. I, I don't outside of them, you know, displaying false information of which I think people should know that they're displaying false information and that they're touting yeah, something yeah, yeah. that's false. I do agree with that. You know, public shame can go a long way. Yeah. I'm not sure they're violating anyone's rights here. Well, that's my... what's so difficult. I mean, yes, dead body across state lines. Yes, I'm not talking about that, but I'm just talking about in general. Like, I yeah, you're right. I don't, I, mean, I don't know. You're right. They're, they're in terms of the money and everything. Like, if people, if they, if people no are paying seems money upset for to be in that cult now, yeah, for what if the people are paying money for whatever service that they're getting and they're happy, what there's not really a lot to say to that. But yes, of course. That was the thing that really annoyed me, actually. No one is charged in 
the desecration of this body. I mean, I just keep thinking about Amy's family who, you know, tried to get her to come back and were trying to help her and like just kind of accepted eventually, I think at one point that, that she was a part of this situation. And like, if I'm in her family and I know that they did that to her body, like took it to camp and was maybe going to set it out on a river and was like running around with a dead body, all this for all this time, not knowing that, you know, the family, not even knowing that she had died yet. I don't think it's just somebody should have. And by the way, did the police even know any of this happened because they dropped the charges before this documentary ever came out. So, well, it is like, negligence but at the same time like she was an adult when all this was going down you know so it's like yeah. i can only imagine what the families feel and just just a complete yeah. lack of control because they couldn't have exactly. done anything you know they couldn't have really kicked they couldn't have forced her to do anything she didn't want to do and right she was volunteering to be the lead i mean she started this whole cult you know and everyone yeah. else like they could have walked out the door right there she didn't yeah. chain people anywhere and so that's what's so even though it's obviously icky and something is wrong and objectively weird yeah. at best, I think <laughs> um, the question is just like charged of what? Yeah, I know. I don't know. Like, did a murder happen? No, yeah. but yes. And it's like the yeah, I know. You made a really <laughs> good point when you were texting me that it's like someone died that probably shouldn't have died, but who's to blame? I mean, uh, there's no one really to blame. What am I charging? Yeah, yeah. And like, I imagine wanting to charge Jason, like certainly charging him, taking a body, dead body across state lines. And like, but he, you know, she didn't take anything that she didn't want, want to, take. to take. Yeah. It's a tough one. That's for sure. I want to say one other thing before I forget about Amy, before we move on to, basically the epilogue or the aftermath of what happened with this episode, with the series, you know, during that live stream portion, there's a moment where she's on Facebook live and there's it's, she's well on her way to deteriorating. This is part of their routine. And on her Facebook live, she only has like seven or eight followers like online at that point, like watching her live. And she says, I, I, I made this note as soon as it happened. And she goes, why does everybody hate me? Yeah. And it was fascinating because here's this woman who is the leader of a cult who calls herself God, who has, what, 10, 15, 20 people in this house that are serving her every single need. She has half a million dollars in a bank broken. account. Yep. And she, because seven people showed up to her live stream, which is not what she's used to, she thinks, quote unquote, everyone hates her. Is that not the def definition of childhood abandonment trauma? I, 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 it's so right. I mean, it was so telling because you're like, yeah, this is not, this is not what a god acts like. No, exactly. Uh, and then you see you know, her behave. This differently. is a child, and I feel yeah. bad because obviously, like, she didn't ask for it. You know, I think, I think a lot of people need to come to terms with the fact that their childhood wasn't their fault, but it is now their responsibility, and that's really, 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 really difficult for a lot of people. It's difficult for anybody. Absolutely. So I don't, I don't blame her, but I, I think that's what that is. I think that is them not being able to face it and wanting to take their own 100%. personal responsibility for things. So it's easier to say the galactics are telling me to do this, <laughs> right. you know, as opposed to being like, yeah. I need help. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So wrapping up this insanely interesting, fascinating documentary. I'm happy you watched it. Happy you watched it. Yes. Um, there were uh, 
you know, we see what happened after her, you know, basically the dissolving, I guess you could say, of of Love Has Won. Um, two of the girls that were kind of like the main kind of, what do you call Gen them? Gen Z social media stars. <laughs> yeah. They were like funny. Yeah, they and, were kind of funny. It's scary yeah. at times, but kind of funny. One of them reunites with her mother. Which and, we see kind of at the end. Yeah, which is like, I want to say great. I think the mother for the mother who was who participated in the documentary seemed happy in a in a photo. So that's good. I'm like, good. That's a healing, probably healing for her. The other girl who was like the other kind of second in command or whatever, you're you were riding along with her in her car. She's pulling up to her family home for what I think is like the first time. And like, this is what I mean about this. The producers, oh, the producers of this documentary are so smart because I think they knew they were eliciting the response and it was such an, a fascinating response. They said, okay, you haven't seen your family. You haven't seen your mom in all these years. What is the first thing you're going to ask them when you walk in the door? And there's a long pause. There's no cutaway. This is all one take. And this might just be the producer in me, but still. And you see her driving and she's driving along and it's a very, very tight close-up of her face. And you can see her kind of thinking. And the question that she wants, the first thing that she wants to ask is, do you miss me? And I thought, if that has been on your mind or the motivation behind everything that you've been doing with this situation for so many years, again, just to my point about the Facebook Live thing, does that not scream, I need somebody to miss me? I have trauma. I have been through something. It, 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 or it's like, I can only think about what anything is affected by me. Oh, Shoot, that's I'm true. Not, like, maybe it's kind of like um, I'm not a narcissism about all the pain thing. I put my parents yeah. through. I just want to know, like, how great am I? Yeah. Like, how much did you miss me? That's a but good yeah, point. I, I hadn't thought of it. But I, yeah. but I think either of those scenarios still comes from the same place. I agree. It definitely comes from, you know, the, the abandonment situation. Yeah. And like a lack of security. It was a really, it's a really, really interesting story. And one that I had never heard of. So that yeah. was what made it particularly interesting and i still don't know how i feel about no one being charged i i don't i, I know i don't know there was the other woman that was the very very thin woman who's yes who showed up with her kids and then eventually someone came and took her kids away i think a family member so that she could just participate she her i think her name was aaron reunited with her children which i want to say is good and that's the I'm thing like, remember amy abandoned her fucking children just like right. she felt like she got abandoned right. so these cycles right. just always play out she abandoned we didn't <laughs> even mention that but she abandoned her own kids well that was the very last thing i wanted to mention as we wrap up this week's episode is i was going to ask you if you could think of the one time i cried during this documentary and it happened at the very very end of the episode when they were saying you know what everyone's updates were and amy's son who is a you know in college or whatever is studying microbiology in Germany and i was just like so fucking relieved and happy to hear that he's okay yeah that he's like not only something. that he's okay and that he's doing something great with his life but what seems to be some sort of generational trauma through his mom and whatever she thinks that her mom did and maybe vice versa you know continuing on was broken in that scenario. He was well, able to. He's been through therapy and have been able to. Yeah, exactly. That to, to stop that. But yeah, that's you're right. Yeah. That is a good. I was very happy. It made me cry. Happy tears. So anyway, that's love has won. You guys let us know if you watched it. 
what your thoughts are, what what you think about our thoughts about it, you can hit us up on uh, at Jay Thrasher at Carpe Darren in our Facebook group, and of course on Patreon if you are a Patreon member. That's right. Darren, let's do some listener shout outs. Um, okay. You should maybe do the first one here. Well, in my I opinion. mean, well, we got, <clears throat> if you listen to our NMR, uh, you'll know this. This will be just a repeat. But um, we actually, John, our old show, Martinis and Murder, got shouted yes. out on Gypsy Rose's ebook. You know, Gypsy Rose has kind of <laughs> been in the spotlight Released, in the past few releases. Yes, two. Yeah two, three weeks now, top of the year has kind of been the Gypsy Rose year so far. Uh, but we got mentioned, Martinis and Murder got mentioned yeah. in the, um, I believe the... The preface. The preface on the book cover, like for the ebook. Yeah, uh, for the ebook, was, yeah. Which was really cool. Let me see if I even have the... Uh, I think you texted it to me. I but did. It would, yes, Dr. Phil devoted a full season of his podcast to Gypsy Story, calling it the killer thorn of Gypsy Rose. And the case has been featured on dozens of other popular podcasts, including Martinis and Murder. Hey, Hello. remember that little show? So that was really cool. So, yeah, that was uh, cool. Shout out to Gypsy Rose. I still have to finish the special on Lifetime, but I definitely want to. Yes, and I want to give a shout out to Amber in our Facebook group for actually letting us know about this. I I. Don't know how I missed it. It was up for like a day in our Facebook group and we were just about to record and I noticed it and I was like, oh, oh, that's good to know. Thank you, Amber, uh, so much for being on the lookout and letting us know about it. So super duper shout out to you. Well, finally, guys, this was like this case through John for a loop. He couldn't eat this case through me for a loop. <laughs> I couldn't eat. Um yeah. But we want you guys to consider supporting us on Patreon. It's a great way to get tons of bonus content. We have all kinds of goodies on there, including photos, polls, bonus episodes. You get cool fucking gifts. If you join our top tier as a sassy radish, you get this po uh, podcast episode ad-free in video form. Ooh. That's right. Check it out at patreon.com slash disturbed or click the link in our show notes. That's right. And by the way, just a quick disclaimer. So we did a recap of the of the net. Uh, oh my god, of the Max show, Love Is One. I keep thinking it was on Netflix, but it's not. Um, next week's episode, just so you guys know, will be our recap of the Natalia Grace speaks episodes of which on ID. I, I'm not sure I have any more clarity. Yeah, maybe there's nothing much to say, but we're gonna did at least you, comment did you on it. it. No, I haven't even started it yet. I was so oh my god. Wrapped up in love has well, won. Well, you have to watch it. it until the very last. Moment. I keep hearing about this very last moment again. I'm like, this better be worth it. So we're going to discuss it all. So spoiler alert for next week's episode. If you want to watch watch it first and listen to our commentary, or if you don't mind hearing our commentary before you watch it, we're just letting you know next week's episode is all about Natalia Grace. And by the way, you can go back and listen to our original recap of the first. Uh, documentary, which I'm blanking on the name, The Curious Case of Natalia Grace. How there can I ever go. forget that? There you go. Um, yeah, you can go watch, uh, listen to that. It's in our feed as we speak. Darren, what a fun episode. I, I'm i glad that some happiness came out of that with uh, with Amy's son, if nothing and else. And you cried. This one definitely is going to have me thinking. I still don't know where I stand. I agree. All right. Well, you guys go and check your freshies. And, you know, check your brake pads without pants. Apparently, you don't need a penis. We're working on new sign-offs for this year. Okay. All right. Yeah, we'll See you guys something. next time. Bye. Bye.